Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Anna Ortiz to the podcast today. Anna is a chef director at the Mess Restaurant at Messam's Wiltshire, where she brings a South American flavour to the menu, reflecting the food of her heritage. Anna grew up in the Galapagos, and today we're going to be exploring 10 things you need to know about Galapagos food and cooking. Welcome, Anna. Hi, (laughs) thank you for having me. Thanks for coming to chat to us. Um, First of all, could you tell us a bit about the kind of cooking you're doing at your restaurant, The Mess? Yes. Yes, so, well, The Mess is a little restaurant cafe in this uh, amazing outdoor art gallery uh, called Mesums. So the idea with Johnny that we had is to bring um, a little bit of, uh, well, bring my um heritage cooking my um south american flavors into it but um obviously with uh, local ingredients it's really important for us seasonal ingredients so uh, we do have um really uh, like a small plates uh, that are um just a little bit different so um you know we have some ceviche, we have some empanadas, so it's still a small plates, but uh, it's slightly different. But also we do the traditional um, quiches alongside with a really nice salad. So it's a little bit of both uh, flavors, traditional and also um, yeah, South American. Uh, you're you're, you're putting your little spin on it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yes. Um, so we're talking today about Galapagos food, and firstly, you're going to talk tell us about one of the most famous ingredients in Galapagos food, which is the lobsters. So I believe yeah. these are the, the red spiny lobsters, is that right? Yes, yes, that's right. We have the red and the, and the green ones, and uh, the red ones are more popular. Um, but yes, I have been so lucky to grow up in a family. My uncle is a, a fisherman, he specialised in lobster fishing the traditional way so he dives into the lobsters and it's just amazing so I grew up basically just eating uh, lobsters so I have been so so lucky <laughs> and uh, yes it's, it's it's amazing I mean but they're really they're, they're really seasonal aren't they like they're really yeah they're really good. seasonal yes yeah. so uh, they're really um, you know we really uh, this Galapagos Islands, you know, is really protected. So it's a strict control, um, and there is fines if you uh, if fishermen get caught uh, fishing out of the season. So the season normally is from uh, September to December, 
Uh, yes, and that's the only time that you will be able to eat lobster in the Galapagos. And is that you know. because of overfishing happening in the past? Uh, not really. It always has been really controlled. Okay, it's because good. the Galapagos is uh, really, really, uh, you know, really protected. So, uh, I, yeah, it has been, um, always has been uh, this control. You know, I imagine like in many places there is always some illegal well in Galapagos yes definitely there is illegal fishing but uh, there is uh, big controls and we always the, the people there the foundations are trying really hard to control this and you said your your uncle um he does it traditionally by hand diving and it's quite dangerous what what exactly do they do how do they do that so yeah so he um they just uh, he have to dive so he dives uh, without um, any tanks or anything so it's extremely uh, hard so he have experience he have been fishing for uh, 40 plus years I mean he's mm-hmm. uh, 60 but he looks like 40 years you know he's they're really uh, they're really healthy you know people in the Galapagos are really healthy because we eat really uh, you know lots of seafood uh, and healthy food so uh, he's really fit and there, you know, obviously has been some disasters where people die while they dive without much um, uh, equipment and stuff like that. But luckily my uncle is one of the the, the left uh, traditional fishermen that do yeah. this, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's <clears throat> so literally diving without any equipment yeah, well, with, a little, with a little trap. Yes, yes, and just with a little um, kind of, um, you know, like a hook. So they just oh, kind really? of... Yeah. Yes, wow. it's, it's basically like a really <laughs> old-fashioned way to do it. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, but very, it's like, beautiful. non-invasive to the environment and everything as yeah, well, because exactly. you're not dragging up the sea. It, and even his boats, you know, it's a little boat, so it's not, there are no massive boats at all. Mm. Uh, so, yes, they they are really careful in that way cool. and uh, yeah it's yeah. really it's and you're great. going to tell us about an, another ingredient that it's not indigenous but was introduced <laughs> which is the goat and they're quite fascinating tell us about yeah. that <laughs> yeah so the goat uh, unfortunately is one of the um, animals that have been introduced into the islands by uh, pirates so many years and by you know foreigner people that came and this you know to the Galapagos and brought lots of animals with them and um, you know they brought pigs goats so goats uh, are something that um, the population in the Galapagos the people uh, we go and um, uh, hunt uh, you know just uh, try to uh, there's hundreds of goats and these so they're goats, wi- they're wild they're they wild, wild goats they're wild really goats wild. so they and they eat everything <laughs> so they eat absolutely everything and that's the problem in the Galapagos you know they will eat um, lots of uh, animals down there lots of uh, tortoise eggs and um, you know uh, iguanas baby iguanas unfortunately so it's really sad but so we try to uh, people you know we try to go and hunt uh, them and um, yes it's, uh, they, they don't drink because in the Galapagos we have a uh, salt water uh, and they actually are really tasty when we barbecue the goats because uh, you know they have a really really specific flavor um, because of the salt uh, water that uh, they just uh, drink. So yes, it's, it's, that's the traditional barbecue that we do in, in the Galapagos when there is uh, parties, um, 
you know, to a little um, uh, community parties. There is always going to be uh, asado, goats, barbecue mm. goats and um, donkeys, you know, different animals, but goat is the main one that, uh, yeah, we tend to eat uh, apart yeah. from seafood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does sound like really nice meat, though, with the extra saltiness from the from the water. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You've mentioned the sort of environment and sustainability a lot, and that was something you wanted to explain about the Galapagos Foundation. Tell us what they're doing. Yeah, so this is a great uh, foundation um, and is uh, based in San Cristobal. So it's the fair, um, first foundation that they concentrate with uh, the gastronomy, you know, with the food, with ingredients. They try to grow more of the ingredients that uh, are from the Galapagos, you know. The, oh, okay. And then, yeah, yeah. So they studied in the uh, endemic ingredients, and uh, we try to uh, they explore which ones we, you know, we can eat because there is lots, lots of plants, lots of. Uh, uh, fruits in the Galapagos so we never when I was little uh, you know I, I wasn't allowed to really touch anything because you need to be careful of what you eat what you don't eat but now this foundation is starting to um, investigate and find these amazing edible flowers and edible plants and fruits that before I wouldn't even dare to touch so it's just really great so it's it's good that they are you know they are doing all this the so they make the help and cultivate these ingredients so yes. more people can enjoy them and yeah exactly so they have a farm um, a, a big farm in the, in San Cristobal uh, they have an amazing uh, team um, so yes so it's it's good. So uh, Luciana Bianchi, who is a Brazilian chef, um, she started with this project uh, alongside with um, you know some um, people from from there from the Galapagos and yes they are doing great and you know we're always um, always looking for more uh, ingredients that you know that we can mm. cultivate in there as well <clears throat> and it's great yeah yeah and you were going to tell us about some of the fruit and veg that actually weren't endemic but have been introduced into the aisles but they're still thriving you said for example uh the cherry tomatoes. I love the sound of this. Now yeah. grows like grows like weeds on the streets. It sounds like my kind of weeds, basically. Yeah, Tell us about but, that. Yeah. Oh my god, it's fantastic. I mean, if you are, if you just want a really refreshing juice, uh, my favorite <laughs> is the passion fruit. To be honest, like the passion fruit there is also a different kind of passion fruit. Okay. It's not really the passion fruit that we have in here. It's a mm. big passion fruit that uh, looks is yellow, so it's the size can go to the size of an orange. So wow. imagine how much uh, pulp, how much uh, fruit is inside. So, uh, yes, we have lots. So you can even just, you know, go with a bag and come uh, with a bag full of passion fruit tomatoes as well. This is called tomatillo. It's a different kind of cherry tomatoes. It's a really, really tiny, but the mm. flavor is 10 times more. It's amazing. And again, you just go out and just come with this amazing <laughs> fruit, <laughs> you know, too. So these are all, they're like free to, they're free to pick. Can yeah, you, anyone's yeah. allowed to just go yeah. and pick. Anyone allowed, you Love know, that. if it's a land in there, because there is, you know, obviously so much land in the Galapagos and, uh, mm. you know, that just grows. A big, there is, fun, you know, again, a lot of um, uh, foundations that try to, to take the, uh, to control this because also yeah. it's not good for our endemic plants. So, uh, 
but you know people we we try to make the most of it and just use it <laughs> you know? nice <laughs> me yeah, too. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's great and you mentioned ceviche before you were going to speak a bit about that and and why it's such a traditional dish on the island i guess it's an island yeah. therefore yeah. you've got the most incredible fish Yes, yes, yes. So ceviche, the, for people that doesn't haven't heard it, you know, obviously now a lot of people knows about it. But ceviche is a um, cured fish, um, lime uh, lime cured fish. Um, so fish gets cooked with with the lime, and uh, well cured, and um, it's just so fresh and so delicious. So yes, that is our main. Um, I would say our, our traditional plate in there. So we will have octopus ceviche, we'll have lobsters, we'll have uh, you know, uh, fish. So uh, yeah, my favorite is 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 just uh, tuna ceviche. We have lots of tuna in um, in the Galapagos, uh, yellowfish tuna. So uh, yellowfin tuna. So um, albacore as well. So we just chop and slice it um, and then just uh, with some lime juice salt tomato onions and coriander and that's it you have the best uh, most refreshing um, little plate that you can eat which is mm. for you know when it's really hot it's just the best that you can have it's just and it's so healthy you know it's for that's why people in the Galapagos in general we um, are really proud that we have a really healthy diet um, you know how long we, how, one, once you've dressed it with the lime and the coriander would you then serve that pretty much straight away it doesn't sit yeah, for a long time well uh, it depends you can eat it straight away you can eat it after 5-10 minutes is, is absolutely fine but some people is that is again depends on your taste some people would okay. like to leave it for uh, up to one hour two hours okay. you know even even you can eat it by then the next day is absolutely fine but yeah I prefer it uh, to eat it straight away in the <clears> next uh, 30 40 minutes yeah yeah. And I guess, away, yeah yeah I guess the fish is so fresh anyway that it's fine to yeah just... yeah 100% I mean there is that's the thing um you know when I came to England um for me it was quite hard to find really really good and fresh uh, fish straight away you know and then uh, then I will do ceviche but I will uh, leave it for at least three hours four hours because otherwise yeah. was too fishy you know it's too, yeah. too the, it's completely different you know when it's yeah. so fresh it's no fish at all so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and talking about fish um you're going to tell us about a place that's um really famous for fish and seafood which is the fish market in Santa Cruz Island I mean you yeah. said it's got extra attractions tell us about them oh wow it's it's my favorite place I mean I can go there and just stay we just stay there for hours looking at the fishermen with uh, wherever they have fish and uh, there is hundreds and hundreds of um, you know different type of birds pelicanos they're at the first ones in there then we have lots of seals then iguana so basically it's an open it's an open market and it's just really it's tiny but 
you know, you see all the, so the housewives, normally the wives of the fishermen normally are the ones that wait for the fishermen. They come and, you know, they put on the fish and the um, wives then start to prepare the fish. So people, so we are all the customers waiting for the fish out there. And then, you know, they, they, they just keep us ready, you know, uh, to take it home. But obviously all the insides of the fish, um, they have to check away. But they have the best um, the best system in there because they have the seals in the floor waiting <laughs> for all of these, the birds in the air. So basically it's... it's, it's unbelievable how quick you know is to see which animal uh, catches first and then you know there's sometimes there if there are even fights between the animals because oh it's just crazy <laughs> how you know they are they're just waiting for all inside so, but, but it's it's, a, it's a, an attraction it's definitely the thing that when you go to the galapagos you have to go is it's yeah. amazing it's another so it's experience like a, yeah. It's like yeah. a wildlife, a wildlife it, park. It is. It's <laughs> a wildlife park. But also, waiting. you know, yeah. yes, <laughs> and also these amazing animals, you know, that you don't see. Yeah. I mean, in the Galapagos, that's the difference about the Galapagos. We're really fortunate to live with the wild, uh, yeah. the wild animals. The animals are not really scared of people. You know, we have so many rules to respect the animals, but uh, they, you know, you can be in, in a bus stop or wherever and then in the park and you're in a bench sitting next to a sea lion mm. uh, tortoise will be yes a tortoise will that. be yeah a tortoise will be just walking next to you iguanas as well so it's uh, yeah i have been so lucky to grow in that so um, cute. in that place yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's quite unique as well isn't it because for your next point you were saying it's it's got a particular microclimate um and um so, so it's it's amazing for for certain fruits. Tell us about the fruits that thrive in that microclimate. Yes, yeah, so we have a lot of um, in the in the high uh, lands of the of Santa Cruz is where uh, we have this perfect uh, environment for lots of um, plantain, uh, yuca, which is cassava, which we eat a lot. You know, bananas. We have a lot of fruit, oranges, guavas. So, yes, in the Galapagos, we're really lucky to have that special climate in the high highlands of the Icelands. Um, down in the coast, obviously, there is, a, you, you know, apart from the wild uh, fruits that have been introduced, there's nothing really there, but it's the highlands because it's really uh, wet and it's, it's a little bit like a mix between rainforest, coast and mm. um, and dry. At the same time, it's a really, really strange, but really great for these uh, uh, plants. We have the sugar cane, which is... Uh, uh, great, uh, so many, so many fruits. Yeah, again, uh, you know, it's from from the continent. We do have some ingredients that we have to bring to the island, but we're quite okay. lucky to already have. Yeah, uh, lots so much of, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, much indigenous yeah, stuff already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And another thing that seems to love the climate is um, coffee and cacao. Yes. Yeah, tell tell yeah. us about those farms. So there's yeah. lots of farms there. Yeah, so coffee is just, uh, uh, yes, um, obviously that was introduced as well, so all these plants have been introduced. Um, the, the coffee has become really popular now in the Galapagos around, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, and it's uh, 
it's so delicious. It's just, you know, it's really different flavor. You can you can mm. taste the difference. You can taste the difference. Uh, uh, same with the cacao. So um, at moments there is some amazing um, coffee producers uh, that are starting to grow and hopefully uh, the moment the market is quite small yet and it's, it's okay. quite good you know everything in the Galapagos is really small we try to know overgrow it because uh, like I said again you know I said it's really protected so it's really most for the people in inland yeah um, so you know so it's not they did so do, it, does it get exported or is it just basically uh, to I look think, after the people I think we're starting to they're starting a couple of um, uh, farms <laughs> Confirms to started to explore the idea of exporting, but uh, no, it's not uh, not yet. I mean, exported to the continent, uh, yes. So people that goes there, they will oh, buy yeah, coffee, okay. but not not properly, not to the not to to any you know Europe or, or yeah. different out of Ecuador. I don't think so. Mm. Um, but I, and anyway, I just you know I just hope it doesn't go to that scale be again because you know we need to protect our, our land and just. To a small scale, things yeah, more definitely. for the for our people really. Yeah. And another amazing amazing ingredient that you said is really important is, is sugar cane. Tell us about sugar cane and how you use it. Yeah. So sugar cane, yeah, is is one of my favorite fruits. So um, yes, uh, we use it a lot for obviously uh, to extract uh, the juice and for the sugar, but we have a really special uh, sugar, which is a sugar block, which is called panela, uh, which we use uh, for, we use instead, you know, we use, that's our main sugar. We use for a lot of uh, cooking, not just you know, it's not just sweet, it's just for savory cooking as well. And um, we use it uh, a lot for our uses. So it's a really dark, um, it's a, it's uh, extract the juice from the cane, from the canes. And then they just, uh, we just boil it for a long time and create these blocks, really dark sugar cane blocks. Uh, almost the flavor is almost like... Um, really strong and uh, muscovado sugar really really strong one so the flavor is like that but the texture is like a cry uh, like a crystal when you when mm. when i have to use it i will cut it the blocks and it's so shiny inside it's is the most beautiful ingredient uh, and the flavor so most of our uh, dessert we in, in the galapagos we don't really do much desserts to be honest because we eat a lot of fruit instead but a lot of desserts uh, well a couple of uh, really um, traditional traditional desserts that we have are based with uh, this panela so we create uh, like a um, like a syrup with it and just um, use that <clears throat> for you know for desserts and, and mini donuts and stuff like that yeah it sounds incredible. Do you get? Do you ever bring any back with you, or try and like get <laughs> yeah. some scent? Do you get people yeah. just to bring it over, like bring no, some but, vanilla? Yeah, when I when I go there, my mum comes here. Basically, my luggage is just full of yeah. ingredients. Yeah. I don't bring <laughs> I anything else. Anything yeah. else more than panela, uh, uh, <laughs> maize. Uh, you know, ingredients that I am allowed to bring. But uh, it's basically I I stock my larder with it. I have lots wow. of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're Amazing. lucky that in, in London, though, in, um, there is a few Ecuadorian shops that I can find okay. it. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Elephant and Castle is the area where you will find the really traditional South American shops. 
Um, mm. And yeah, yeah. So yes, if I if if I need something, I will go to London just for to get again all my ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And yeah, yeah. So many incredible ingredients. I mean, the, the the place itself sounds absolutely fascinating. What what was it like growing up there? Was it? It sounds like you. Idyllic, uh, but good. I mean, obviously from the outside. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. My time, I, I mean, you know, has has changed quite a lot uh, since uh, when you know when I grew in there. Uh, there weren't even hardly any schools. Was just one school, so I did have to go to the continent um, uh, to a school, and Galapagos was more my holiday home, really. Um, so. Uh, it's, it's magical, it's, you know, it's just, again, just going to the beach and just seeing all these animals. Uh, I have been lucky to travel quite a lot, and every time where I go to other countries that have amazing beach, I always think it is beautiful, but nothing, you you never see the amount of animals uh, that you see in the Galapagos, and just really amazing creatures. And so, yes, it's... It's great. I have been, yeah, so lucky. I cannot believe. Um, yeah, it is fantastic. Yeah, it sounds absolutely <laughs> magical. And thanks for coming to chat to us today, Anna, and sharing all of those stories of the Galapagos. I'm sure you're going to get <laughs> quite you. a lot of people after listening to this looking up how to get to the Galapagos. Thank- oh God, you have to. Uh, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was just going to mention that you have a, a nice Instagram feed, which is Anna Ortiz underscore country fire kitchen where people can keep in touch with you and what you're doing um but yeah yeah yes yes have a look thank you very much for having me thanks for chatting to us today anna thank you bye bye thank you for listening to the olive podcast for recipes and more information head to olivemagazine.com do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats hacks and shortcuts And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.